welcome to Season 3 of Lightwork Presents Everything is Connected, where we share inspiring stories with artists and art professionals on a wide range of topics about life and work. We share ideas on our inspirations and the influences that affect our lives. I sit down with artists and thought leaders across the diaspora to learn more about the things that make them tick, the ideas that they are passionate about, and the ways in which their work seeks to impact our society in a variety of ways. Join us as we continue the journey of sharing the interesting and inspiring stories of some of today's most dynamic artists and art professionals in the industry. Let's go! On this episode, I'm joined by Katerina Olschbauer. I first met Kat in LA when we were deeper into the pandemic and still reeling from life in lockdown. We were both following each other on IG at the time, but had never met in person. I was immediately struck by Kat's energetic presence and her interesting ideas about the world. Originally from Austria, Kat currently lives and works in LA. Her captivating surrealist paintings draw viewers in with rich, luscious colors in striking combinations. Her drawings are an integral part of her painting practice, deeply informed by her subjects and conceptual frameworks. Katarina was an artist in residence at Kahinde Wiley's Black Rock Residency in Senegal, West Africa in 2021. It's a couple of weeks before her solo show with Paraton Gallery in Hong Kong when we sit down at Soho House in New York to talk about her work and practice. Let's dive into my latest episode with Katarina Olschbauer. Kat Olschbauer, I'm so happy to have you on the show. We're both here sitting here together in New York City getting ready to do our podcast episode and I just want to say thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Shadi, so much that you invite me and (laughs) sit here with me for this morning conversation. Looking forward to chatting. So in preparation for our conversation, I was thinking about your work and everything that I've sort of learned and discovered about you over the what maybe one or two years that we've known each other. I'm, I'm thinking about when we first met in LA, which was such an interesting moment. I think the way that I met you was the first time I had ever met anyone, which was following someone on Instagram and had, having seen their work and having seen a little bit of of them, right? Your pictures, stories, but having never met, right? So we met that first night in LA at someone's, like at a house party. I think yes. it was like a birthday party. It was a birthday party. And it was sometime in the late late stages of COVID, I think. Correct. So these gatherings were even more memorable. <laughs> Totally, right? We were able to kind of be out and close to each other just to be so far away from, from people for so long was such a strange feeling. Right? Yeah. But then also to come back to social gatherings where you could just, you know, you weren't social distancing, right? You weren't six feet apart from someone with a mask and you couldn't hug or couldn't really look deeply into someone's eyes. So yeah, that, that late COVID time was kind of interesting. It was because it was also kind of, it felt endless. I felt I felt quite privileged and happy to be a painter, so to say, because I also enjoyed the solitude and could get just so much deeper, connect more to the practice. So I think we as painters, if we had the luck to keep our studios or our, our places, it was also a very enriching time, even though I have to say it actually was too long. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. It feels like it lasted for quite some time and we're still not out of it. You no. know, I think that that's the thing that's so crazy that, you know, coming on, we're, you know, three years in, there's still, people are still getting infected. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Not everyone has access to like good health care. 
not everyone has access. It's it's not equally provided. Yeah, America. Exactly. <laughs> yes. But I'd like to talk a little bit about your art practice and your, your visual practice, you know, for, for folks who are listening in and for the audience. I think that when you speak about work and you're, it's not in front of you, right? Like there's this element where people are not going... If you're not looking at a piece while we're discussing it on the podcast, one might not really understand what your work looks like. But there's so much that we can talk about that can describe the work, that can describe the feeling, the colors, the composition. So I'd love to ask you a little bit about your visual language, how you approach. And this is, I have a tendency to ask like three questions in one question. But yeah, how, how would you describe your visual language? I mean, it's interesting because some way when I think about my work, I think in terms of place and I also have to say I think I had I had in a way a luxury of having extremely long time to develop my language. I'm painting since 23 years. I moved to the States or I migrated <laughs> six years ago to Los Angeles which was the last which was very formative but I was in Vienna before for 16 years. I'm born in Austria so there was a certain a situation where actually no one gave a fuck about painting but then on the other hand it's a very good healthcare system so you're somehow protected you know rents are low and everything and I was very much in some way embedded in the in the art scene in in Vienna however since I was painting I was I was somehow a, like a nerd or somebody somebody where people would just come visit the studio but it was not seen as contemporary enough which is a difficult it's a very different situation in the United States where do you have all these institutions like art schools mostly where people go you pay a lot and then it's like you're in the system and you also have to be ready much earlier so since I was in this situation also with my peers or other colleagues of painters, you were just left on your own and this gave you freedom. However, it was also difficult because I think this, you know, you you kind of left out and then on the other hand, you need to make this a strength somehow. This special, specific situation of me relocating to a place that is so far away also from my family or my context or my history or my connection to understanding a culture from the deep inside understands its problems and it's like I understand the Austrian <laughs> culture so much and I know what I criticize and I know what I relate to in some ways in my in my in my work and who my role models are of artists but being in LA I had to re reorient myself completely anew and it was in some way a kind of difficult start but also there I just had a lot of freedom that actually also here in the beginning no one gave a shit so I could kind of reframe my whole language over a very long period of time. Now I feel I stand on a firmer ground than ever before but I also can achieve a sort of translucency, a lightness. But this took me very long to come to that point, to balance all just the elements of, of strokes and, and to create a sort of space within the canvas. I was for a long time very much obsessed with destroying structures, so it was very much somehow aggressive. And I allowed myself more and more to, to arrive at, at moments of, of peace or sensitivity. And I think when I was able to hold these two energies within, within a single painting or within the paintings, no matter what kind of size they are, because they vary in size, 
Some of them are very, they are, they are larger than myself, my body size. Some are very small. But I think the moment where I, where I could hold the tension and also had some form of control, but also was able to release, I think at this point, my painterly language really arrived at a, at a, at a point where, I'm, where I feel, I'm, yes, I'm standing now. But I think the interesting thing is that, that painting is, is a full life dedication as far as I see it. And, but no matter where you, when you begin, a lot of things need to come together. Painting requires a certain stability also financial which is fucked up because not always this is this is the case not for everyone but in some way this really is important and throughout the life it's probably not always always possible but I think it's very important since I had this long period that it took me to find my language it's really important sometimes to just be stubborn enough and continue painting yes yes you've spoken in the last few minutes about so many interesting things the idea of having painted for most of your adult most of your living most yes. of your life then also the idea of how deeply and profoundly environments impact us yes. and can change us and also you know the consistency of continuing to do something over a long period of time and experience creative breakthroughs or experience a sort of progress in your work you said I'm standing in my in my visual language and in my painterly practice I'm standing potentially at other points in my life I was crawling right I mm -hmm. was stumbling over different ideas but now I'm very f sort of firmly rooted in what it is that I do and I think as you've shared all of that which is such a wonderful omission and a, a sort of wonderful way to think about you as an artist and as a creator I'd really love to hear you describe your work in some of the most simple ways in terms of your use of color your use of composition the way you sort of approach your strokes the way you approach your figures because I think that those elements that I see in your work are some of the things that are most strong your contrasting use of colors your play with light, light and shadow and darkness and also the sort of communal aspect of a lot of the works that I've seen of yours that have several people or have people congregating or feel like there's a there's a very big community aspect to it and you know I'm I'm sort of at a, a little bit at a loss for words right now but what is is really coming to mind is like these scenes that have a lot of people in them that feel there's a very deep human quality to what I see and what I feel when I look at your work and it has this sort of universal quality but sort of from a from a very particular point of view or a particular perspective so yeah would you share some some of that your your use of color the way you think about composition yeah I'll try my best because I'm also often in loss of words <laughs> or don't have the art talk ready but for me when I'm really frankly standing in front of the canvas a lot of these things are somehow dealing with chaos however to like this chaos can be internally this chaos can be it's mostly actually a, a reflection of what I am doing like elements that are floating around and like the way how I start a canvas is mostly it's very loose it's very fast it's very loose but I already prepare a composition when I'm painting I'm really in, in a way summoning energies and there are different phases in the stage of a painting some of them are, are very fast they are very very gestural but in the end I really want that all the elements in the painting in a way talk to each other so there is a, there is a, an idea of of the communication of form like that every every element in the painting even on the sides and in the in the center they are kind of communicating and so in this way 
even if my paintings are figurative, they are abstract as well. So they are, and these these are these are figures and they're human. But I'm much more even thinking about the space around them. I'm thinking about the space that surround the figures and the space that holds the figures together. So in that sense, it's almost like an idea about landscape in which figures or one figure is embedded. So my ideas about the paintings with a lot of figures, I think this was also something that changed or kind of I deepened during COVID time. I think where, where there was such a feeling of longing for being close to another person in a spiritual way, to be connected to others, because we are never alone, because we are always within others. And I think as a painter, I relate I relate to a lot of, of persons that are no longer alive. This can be in their own family, or this can be people that we admire. This can be other artists, or this can be archetypal figures like mother, father, sister. I thought a lot about angels like as persons that we imagine and we somehow pray towards, and they because we wish that they talk back to us. So I think there is a lot of longing towards community that I have been expressing in the paintings in the last couple of years and definitely initially I always looked a lot at renaissance painting and painting with a lot of saints standing together but these paintings are sometimes so fucked up they are so full of a really distorted sense of reality of talks about violent institutions more than it actually talks about an emotion so sometimes compositionally I look at, at paintings from art history or portraits from the Renaissance, but I have to practically erase most of the the narrative aspects and focus on mostly ideas of centrality or, or of light, how light is structuring a painting and how there can be even an aspect of subversion. And the colors, also if, if I think of colors, when I paint, I don't have really a recipe, but I, I imagine a certain color. I want to be embraced by a painting in some way, visually or in the imagination. So I think of I think of really deep tones. But for example, what I find fascinating in painting is you never actually get what you see. For example, if I think of a blue, I have to think of all colors in order to set the blue in a contrast to other colors in order to make this blue shine. This is what Van Gogh even said about like dirty colors and bright colors because it always is an interaction. Yeah, nothing exists by itself. Exactly. You exist in relation to something else. Exactly. You connect the ideas. Absolutely. Your description of environment and creating this environment that the figure is embedded in, I feel like that's a great departure to talk about your residency at Black Rock Senegal. It's in West Africa, in a French-speaking country. I don't know if you speak French, but I can imagine that the experience of being in a place that is so incredibly different might be familiar to you because of what you described earlier about moving from Austria and living in LA and just coming to America. But I would love to hear more about Black Rock, what that was like for you, what that experience was like, and just to share that with the audience. Yeah. No, it was, I mean, also here, I'm probably just lacking words because it was outstanding experiences. It was, I will definitely never forget that. And it was the best of the residencies that I've ever done. I've done a couple of residencies before. They had a different function because before it was mostly that residences gave me a period where I just had financially, it was financially covered and I had a studio because my life was more unstable back then. But then I stopped doing residences altogether just because I, it was always like, I lost interest and then applied for BlackRock, but I was also never ever thinking I could, I would be accepted. I was very much in disbelief and I was extremely nervous and I really, I, I didn't knew that this would ever take place. It's interesting because I'm thinking a lot about being a foreigner, 
in in America, being white is a very specific situation. Being a foreigner in West Africa, also being white is also is equally a totally different situation. But then also the idea of the residency was to create a community, and I th- this is how it succeeded. It's a very small group. They're very careful of that. They're bringing people from different disciplines together, and also mostly focusing on art from the continent and also from the African diaspora. I was in some way outsider who was accepted at the table, but who also needs to, I felt it like I also need to bring a certain humility. And the interesting thing is that you say that, it, that it's a French-speaking country because French is also like the intruder language in some way. So people speak Wolof. Uh, so there is there has been so many, in, in, not only Wolof, they speak a lot of languages, but then also mixed with French. What I really enjoyed was to not be in an English-speaking country. And then all the nuances, because my French is very rudimentary. So with one of the artists, I should, like, should I say names? Or, sure. Or, yes. I, so I shared I shared the space, I shared the two months with two incredible art, Mbali Dlamini, who is a South African artist artist and researcher and works interdisciplinary and who is a, a painter, a Congolese painter based in Kinshasa and Cristiano Mangovo who is initially is from Angola, lived in Congo for a while but was then living in Lisbon in Portugal for quite some time. With one, with, with Mbali I was speaking English, with Hilary we were speaking French and all of these created and since we spent so much time together it's created a lot of energy of that you need to find alternative ways of communication communication and how you absorb things and what you give is not entirely through language. And I think this is what we as artists often anyhow are faced within our community. And then it we were also embedded in a very rich ecosystem that this residency is. So the artists are just one part of the whole the, the whole system. It's interesting because when I think about a residency, I would assume that artists are the focal point but I feel like what you're sharing with me is that artists are one part of a much bigger pie and that pie includes so many people who actively participate in maintaining what a residency experience is and what people come away with what they're left with and how they're able to move forward afterwards because it's a very special time in your creative life to meet people, to have really critical conversations and discourse, to have critiques about the work, to also connect on a commercial level with with galleries, with collectors, with institutions. So there's so much that a residency can bring to an artist, just outside of the sheer creation of new work. Uh-huh. Right. There's all of the extensions that play a really big role in the in the career and the business side of 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 being a practicing artist and a and a living artist who's actively making work. So I think that that's I'm glad that you sort of shared that because that's what I'm picking up. And then I guess any for a few last questions or a few last thoughts, would you recommend the Black Rock residency? Absolutely. I would recommend it. It will really change your life and it will leave you really belonging to to uh, let's call it family yeah yeah and that experience when i had a residency in 2021 in may and june okay and then this year we all were invited to partake in a group exhibition during the cart during the biennale there which was extremely exciting because not only could we experience the dakar biennale which is such a historic incredible like central event in West Africa which such with such a rich history so embedded in the in the electric energy and 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 
complexity of this city. So to be somehow, sh to show the work and have the work discussed in that context was really incredible and it was unexpected. So I was there for another month this year. You mean last year? Yes, last year. <laughs> 2022, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> But I feel like I'm on the preface of a whole new book that, that opened, opened up for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was in Ghana last year and in early into this year and it was life-changing. Right. Yeah, that's that's as simple as I can put it, and profoundly, as simply and as profoundly as that, it was a life-changing experience. And I think for me, there's so many ways that I think about Africa and what Africa means to me, especially as a person who's a you know black woman living in America. Yeah, the way that I feel connected or potentially disconnected from the continent sits with how I feel in the world and what my experiences have been growing up and living in this country. But I think that there's an incredible energy that's bubbling over yeah. and there's an energy of youthfulness and fearlessness in young people to be incredibly creative and take agency over themselves, take their exactly. their desires and their what they're passionate about into their own hands. And I think that seeing that and being just being in the, those kinds of spaces with people, it really helps you to level up. So my my experience in Ghana was one in which I felt incredibly motivated and incredibly inspired. And I came back to the States with this reinvigorating sense of deep purpose and deep meaning, which is not to say that I don't already have it or don't have it yeah, here. Yeah. But it was like I was tapping into it as well while I was there, which was really beautiful. Yeah, I think all that, all that I experienced or that I, I heard about and I could understand is it's a very big moment also right now. Also, where, as you say, as you talk about agency and also, where, for example, art create these kind of centers and also create the tools for other people, for another generation, for a new generation to create their communities and 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 center the narrative and I think it's very important it's a very important moment and I'm just so lucky to 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 have been in the same space like like these creators you know yeah no I think I completely share your sentiment of the special and uniqueness of this moment mm. and how one feels so lucky and privileged to not only partake but to witness mm. and be a part of it so exactly yeah I love that this is I mean I love that I love this the French word of, of partager because partake, what does that mean this is partake ah it's about you share a moment you share the time and and it's it's like it contains the word part which mean, which means you know in German you say teilhaben but it's a little bit different because partager or partake is you you're part of something <laughs> in some way absolutely even if you're not the one talking and it's very important to learn to maybe not talk all the time but to to listen but to listen absolutely well i hope that when people listen to this episode that they'll grasp the depth and the profundity of your work but also of these incredible life-changing experiences that you can have when you travel mm -hmm. when you put yourself into a new place and the ways in which environments really impact our lives in ways that we might not even know so thank you so much for such a wonderful episode. Thank you so much. This was lovely. That was my episode with Katerina Olschbauer. I want to give a big thank you to Katerina for joining me on the show. And it's a wrap, folks. That was our episode of Lightwork Presents Everything is Connected. Conversations on culture and current events with some of today's hottest creative contemporaries. These episodes are recorded wherever in the world that I find myself. May that be New York, LA, Miami, the continent, the Caribbean, Europe, 
Wherever it is that I find myself, I sit down with folks who are thought leaders, critical thinkers, and interested parties within the arts and beyond. These episodes reflect the times that we're living in while also adding some commentary to the social, cultural, and political issues of our world. Depending on where I am in the world at the time of our recordings, you will hear the sights and the sounds of our local environment throughout the U.S., West Africa, and beyond. I'm your host, Falashadi Logandudu, and we'll see you next time. As always, stay motivated, stay inspired, and stay up. Peace and love, y'all. We out.